Hey guys, welcome to Set Me Free with Shane Brucher. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in and choosing me to be your voice of encouragement. Um, it's been a nice little break I've taken. Um, so I'm going to come back here and uh, just continue on um, through the New Testament. We're going through the New Testament, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. I started in the book of John. Um, we're now in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Okay, before I get into this chapter, I want to just first discuss that this is probably my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. And I think it's one of the most important um, chapters in the whole entire Bible. So I want to encourage you to read this chapter by yourself. Um, I hope that if you've made a decision or a commitment to follow Christ, at some point you have started your journey in studying the Bible, God's Word, His love letter written to you um, to guide you, instruct you, teach you, um, and help reprogram some of the thought patterns that that we have. Um, because we all know that um, we are scarred. We are scarred in life by sin, and sin has effects in our lives. And one of the effects that sin has is it, it corrupts the way of thinking. Our, the way we think is not the way God created us to think. So the Word of God is a key tool in helping you um, to, to restructure your thought process and some of your thought patterns um, to, to how God created you uh, to live. So I want to encourage you to read God's Word, study God's Word. He tells us to study to show ourselves approved. Um, you know, so it's very important. Um, but this chapter here, I'm going to begin reading it, and I hope I can paint a pretty good picture to the importance of chapter 13 in the book of 1 Corinthians. If I could speak all languages of the earth and of all angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I could understand all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about that. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So I'm going to stop right here and, and see that Paul is trying to paint a picture of how important it is that we love other people. Love is supreme. Paul is basically saying love is the greatest thing that you can do is love others. Um, love God and love yourself. Um, and right here, I'm going to begin reading at verse 4, but we're going to see a pretty clear definition of biblical love right here. This is, uh, this is very important, guys, and I'm telling you, this chapter right here is so important, and, and if you can practice this and study this and get a great picture, paint you a clear picture of love, it will help you so much. You'll find a new freedom that, uh, that maybe you've never found, or you'll find a new level of acceptance for yourself that maybe will boost your self-esteem or just will help heal you. Um, but I'm going to read it because it's very challenging. Verse number four, love is patient and love is kind. Love is never jealous nor boastful or proud. 
Love is not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith, and it's always hopeful. It endures through every single circumstance. So, wow, what a beautiful picture. And I think truly what that really is is a picture of God. I fully believe that Paul just painted one of the most poetic pictures of who God is right there through three verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and that that God demonstrated his love and patience and kindness um, by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, show us the way, and make that sacrifice that we could never make that pleased God. So now he accepts us through our faith and belief in Christ as our Savior. He calls us his children. Um, we learn that in first chapter of John, verse uh, 12. Um but what a beautiful what a beautiful description. So I want to encourage you, if you read nothing else, study those three verses right there and really take your time and break each one of those down and look how powerful um, those are. And that is God. And he has that love for you. And he showed us that through Jesus Christ. Um, verse 8, prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when full understanding comes, these partial things will become useless. So basically, Paul right here, he is minimizing everything um, in comparison to love. Love, guys, it's the utmost important, greatest gift that we will ever experience in our entire life. And we see from, from this past verse that love is eternal. The love that we show and the, the believing in people and the never giving up on someone who's struggling, those types of things will bear out for all of eternity. This, this chapter right here teaches us that. Um, so right here, um, real quickly, I want to say that love has to be number one priority. Um, if you are a believer and a follower of Christ, the fruit that should be born of your life should be love. So if you're talking about people, judging people, those types of things are not the fruit of a Christian. Okay, And I understand there's a process that Christ will take us through, and it's not an easy one, guys. It's a burning away of those types of things that belong to our flesh, the jealousy, um, the, the always comparing ourselves with others, those types of things have to be burnt away from our lives. And God will use testing, trials. He will use difficulty, suffering, all those types of things to change and transform you um, in your character um, deep within you. Um, so Christianity isn't something we just uh, do. It's it actually becomes who you are when you follow Christ. So one of the key things he's going to do is develop this type of love in your life. Um, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. 
But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And now we see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that, it, all that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. What a beautiful, beautiful verse right there. Um, where Paul talks about when when we were a child. See, I was a child at 30, 30 years old. Age does not mean you're grown up because of what happens with people. The problem that people, you know, in our world, in our society, in America, whatever are experiencing, see, they're aging year after year, you know, 21, 22, 23, but they're not developing they're not developing as an individual. They're not developing in their character. They're not developing in their values and morals and, and growing in grace and knowledge of Christ. So what happens? So therefore, they're remaining a child. They're immature in the way they solve their conflict, uh, the way they have, you know, they, they can't manage stress. They can't solve problems, those types of things. Uh, they don't know how to have relationship skills and forgive people and overlook each other's faults or to realize, hey, we all do these things. You know, anything I can find in someone else's life, I can find it in my own. So therefore, I'm not a hypocrite. You know, so so these types of things are maturity. And God wants to grow us up in his love and help us to see a more clear picture. It's always going to be tainted in this life because we see through a lens that's affected and clouded by sin. And, and we are scarred by a level of deceit, um, you know, so we have to be careful because what will happen is we'll become one big hypocrite and we'll think that, um, oh, I don't do the things that person does. So we'll minimize what we do and we'll always constantly look out in this world and try to find fault in other people because really that's trying to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. But that's wrong. Um, so. Going into the very last verse 13 of the 13th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians. Man, write this chapter on your heart. In, in this last statement right here. These things will last forever, it says. Right here, we got three things, okay? So these take priority. We have faith. We have believing. Believing in people. Believing in Christ. Believing in God. We have these the strong power to believe in a better way of life and to believe we can overcome and constantly get better one day at a time. We could be a better father, be a better husband. I could be a better role model in my community. That is the power of faith. I believe, therefore I'll see it. Um, secondly is hope. Hope, the once again, just being hopeful, the hope for eternal life. That's one of the greatest hopes we have as a Christian, that he will soon return either in our life or we'll meet him by, by way of death. Um, but we have a hope that we will live for all eternity because Christ has made us right with our creator. It's a beautiful thing, that hope. Um, you know, and the Bible instructs us to always be ready to give an answer of the hope that we have. I have a great deal of hope in my life, and that's what motivates me. It keeps me going. It keeps me wanting to help people um, and keep on believing one foot in front of the other. No matter how bad life gets out in front of me, what I'm facing, what's come against me, I have a hope that is deep within my soul, and it's Jesus Christ. He's anchored deep within me. Um, and lastly, 
is love. The greatest of these is love, it says right here. Three things are eternal. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So guys, that really just prioritizes three things we need to focus on in our Christian walk. It's pretty simple. Um, I think sometimes we overcomplicate things and and we try to make them, you know, some big importance or story or whatever it may be, but it's really simple. Um, and I just want to wrap up here um, by sharing my favorite quote that says, when love becomes your lens, you will see God in everything. And uh, not to say that's not a challenge, guys, and not to say that, you know, Christ will help you dial in a life of love. Um, and really what that love looks like, it's a listening and a obeying uh, scripture. Because all of every, everything in the Christian walk we're going we're gonna to learn from comes from the word of God and the spirit of God within us. Because the spirit of God bears witness that we are indeed God's children. Um, so I just want to encourage you with that. Uh, and lastly, I want to say, wherever you're at in your life, whatever you're facing, I have faced great difficulty in my life, a lot by my own choosings of drugs, alcohol, and all kinds of different uh, vices and many faces and forms. But I want to say this, the greatest love I have ever experienced um, was when Christ came and revealed himself to me. Um, I can't put it all into words and explain it um, fully in words, but I just know that he was there. And that day he changed my life and, and just started to show me and pour out his love into my life. So I want to encourage you that Christ died for you. He loves you so much so that he gave his life. Um, he resisted evil. And he lived a perfect life. And if you accept him and you believe the message, I'm telling you right here, right now, you will experience this love. And, and maybe you feel like there's no one who understands you. Listen to me. Christ understands you. He faced everything that you face. Um, you know, and that motivated him even more to go to the cross. Um, so I would just want to encourage you to open your heart up to the idea um, and, and read scripture. Begin to study. Um, and there is nothing wrong with studying and, and, and getting to know before you fully devote yourself. Christ even said um, in the Gospels, he said, who would, who would start building a house without first counting the cost um, and seeing what's involved? Because what would happen if you start building a house and you weren't able to finish it? People would look at you like you're stupid. So the same thing could be said about the Christian life before you begin the journey and you start to tell people, make sure that you are locked in and committed to serving Christ, whatever comes. I want to thank you personally for tuning in and I just appreciate you um, listening and studying God's word. It makes his day when he looks down to see you reading his love letter. So God bless you and thank you.